0: Welcome to the ENA Podcast with your host,
1: Dan Campana. This is the ENA Podcast, and this is Dan Campana, the Director of Communications with the Emergency Nurses Association, welcoming you to the 2023 ENA Election Special. So what you'll hear over the next several minutes uh, are short little interviews with every candidate that is on the ballot in this year's election, Uh, starting off today with president elect candidate Ryan Oglesby and working our way through the secretary treasurer, our board of directors candidates, and then the candidates for the three regions of the nominations and elections committee. This episode is a different way for you to learn a little bit more about the candidates on this year's ballot as you do your preparation to vote to help select the leaders that will uh, take e and the association into the future. So let's kick things off by welcoming Ryan Oglesby to the podcast. Ryan, good day to you.
0: Hey, Dan, how are you? Glad to be here. Thanks for having me.
1: Absolutely. Well, I'm glad to have you here. Let's jump right into things. Uh, tell everybody a little bit about your ED background and your connections to ENA. Sure, thanks so much. Uh,
0: Yeah, uh, I've been a nurse for 25 years. I've been a part of ENA for a long uh, time, uh, part of that career. Um, I have uh, started out in North Carolina as a, a new ENA member back in the early 2000s. Um, I worked my way uh, through various leadership roles in the state and then um, uh, started on the board in 2019. Um, with ENA and been a board of directors since then, uh, secretary treasurer this year, and hopefully president elect. Uh, so, very excited and very passionate about what the association has to offer our members. Um, you know, and again, my, uh, my career as an emergency nurse working both in uh, the ED and flight and transport roles um, has, has just inspired me to continue to do more and, and help those in the profession and, and also those that have joined the association and make, um, emergency nursing a, a great place to, uh, prosper and, 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 um, share the the care that we give to all the patients that we serve.
1: You've alluded to it a little bit, leadership. What should members know about you as a leader?
0: Um, yeah, I, I think in, in my, uh, history, in my career as a leader, um, I, I, I focus on being a strength-based leader. So, um, I I really am, am big on establishing relationships and getting to know where people's strengths are and and how I can um, help support them in in um, in their growth and in their development. Uh, and I think that's important. I think um, as as board members, uh, the relationships that we establish with our with our membership and with those in the profession um, help guide us and and um, you know help us to to serve and and make the profession. An amazing um, one to, to be in. So I I am very fortunate and pleased to have the opportunity to lead in that
1: way. To wrap up here, what are some of your priorities should you be elected in twenty twenty
0: four? Yeah, great question, Dan. And to dovetail on that that relationship uh, point earlier, again, I think it's staying connected with our our members and those in the profession, and and understanding what their needs are and what the uh, um, what we can do as an association to make emergency nursing and, and the profession a better a better place and a better environment. I also think growth is a significant strategy for us you know making sure that we are, are staying connected with those who who aren't yet members or even those who don't necessarily know that they want to be an emergency nurse yet um, and, and doing that outreach and making sure that we continue to grow the, the pipeline of membership and and um, encouraging those to, to be a part of the profession of emergency nursing. So I would say I would say growth and 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 connectedness really are are some of my biggest priorities.
1: Ryan Oglesby, the candidate for president-elect on this year's ballot. Thanks for being a part of the ENA podcast.
0: Thanks, Dan. Appreciate the time.
1: Now let's meet this year's candidate for Secretary Treasurer, Dustin Bass. Dustin, welcome to the ENA podcast. Hi, Dan. Dustin, why don't you start off by talking a little bit about your background in the ED and your connection to ENA?
2: Yeah, sure. So I've been an emergency nurse since the beginning of my nursing career, about 14 years now. And I graduated, I started in the emergency department as a new grad. And at that time, Benny Merritt, past president, was our director of education at that hospital. And he, as we all know, um, is a great mentor and a great advocate for ENA and got me involved in our local chapter. So it was super great.
1: Leadership is an important part. Tell members a little bit about what they should know about you as a leader.
2: I am a transformational leader. I really believe in connecting with people, um, getting on their level and helping to support and explain things and educate while also communicating the vision of of where we wanna go and what we wanna do and, and how we wanna be. And I also think that I have the opportunity to learn something from everybody. And last
1: question I've got for you, Dustin. Should you be elected secretary treasurer, what are some of the priorities that you'll bring uh, in serving in that role?
2: I think one of the main priorities is just continuing really to advance our mission and to elevate the profession of emergency nursing, not just nationally, but internationally, while also working to increase our membership and engage younger members in the things that we do so that we can get uh, so we can build the next generation of leaders um, so that we have a more diverse and overarching, just better group of people continuing to lead us in the right direction.
1: Dustin Bass, thanks for being a part of the ENA podcast election episode. Great. Thank you. Next, let's get to know this year's E&A Board of Director candidates. First, let's welcome Heidi Gilbert. Heidi, welcome to the E&A podcast today.
3: Hey, Dan. Good to see you again. Heidi, talk about
1: your ED background and your connection to ENA.
3: Yeah, that's a great question. So I have been a nurse for 26 years, about 21 of them. been in the emergency department i have a unique background that i started as an lpn so i am um, a big big advocate of lpns in the emergency department Uh, i started off in a very rural small emergency department um what we would probably level four critical access now it wasn't called critical access back then um i've done that everything from critical access to level one trauma very briefly in level one trauma I did flight nursing for a while. I'm currently in uh, emergency nursing, uh, emergency department clinical educator at a level three trauma facility in the middle of Oklahoma. I also work PRM bedside. I am the coordinate, coordinator of our SANE program here. I'm very passionate about care of victims of violence. So that, that means a lot to me. My connection to the ENA, I have been a member for 10 years. I, I did things backwards and I became very active at the national level actually before I did at the state level. So I was actually on the trauma committee for a year before I became active with the Oklahoma ENA. I served for three years on the trauma committee, helped author some, some pretty cool resources for our members that I'm super proud of. Um, then I became active with an amazing family in the Oklahoma ENA. Shout out to those guys and gals who I love dearly. I have served as state secretary. I stepped down a couple years ago to I, I like to give every everybody needs to have a chance and, and we we try to get new blood in to to serve in leadership roles. So I took a step down to give some other people a chance and they've done phenomenal. Um, currently the government affairs and media chair for oklahoma i i love government affairs i love down the hill i'm active at the state level with our legislators here um and i've been general assembly delegate for number five or six years seven years i've been a general assembly delegate and uh yeah i love ena it's it's more than i ever dreamed of joining a nursing organization. It's it's more of a family and everybody that is involved would echo that sentiment.
1: Speaking of, what should members know about you as a leader?
3: As a leader, I, I feel like I'm a very self-aware person and um I, I have faults and I, I misspeak and I I feel like I'm pretty astute at reading the room though. And I, I like to advocate for people I feel like don't have a voice at the table. And uh, sometimes that may or may not be something I necessarily agree with, but I feel in any kind of elected position or representation on any kind of board, I'm on different boards. I want to make sure that I am doing a good job re- representing um, the people that can't be in the room. Um, so I, I will do that respectfully and tactfully, but uh, I am going to say what I feel. Um, there are times that I, I like to take others' perspectives. We all come from very diverse backgrounds. That's what's so great about the ENA is we have international members on the board. We have um, leadership from different areas of the country, and I think we need to maintain that. Uh, I do feel like we need some more rural voices or perspectives on the board, and I, and I hope to be that.
1: Last question for you. What are your priorities on the board should you be elected?
3: What a great segue into that, that question. <laughs> um, so my my priorities and my perspective um, as a nurse educator and as a bedside nurse, still PRM bedside nurse, is um, I want to see ENA bridge some gaps that we currently have with our rural membership, um, namely education, especially getting some resources out. Our our goal as an organization ultimately is to improve patient care. That's our ultimate goal. And to do those things, we need um, all of our nurses to have the tools and resources accessible to them um, to provide that care, education and um, infographics and and things like that. What I have found, I've had some challenges, especially during the pandemic, working in a rural emergency department as an educator is, is how we onboard you know, new grads when we have very limited budget, you know, the Oklahoma ENA, we went to the very corners of Oklahoma to these small hospitals to give them TNCC for free because they can't afford it. It doesn't do us, um, do our membership a service if we have the best resources available and they're not accessible due to price, due to various other, other reasons you know there are about 2000 rural hospitals in our country and they make up about 40% of all of our community hospitals and you know these nurses face challenges with lack of equipment lack of staff um lack of ability or number of nurses to precept we've got brand new nurses here precepting brand new nurses and that's just the the beast of the game everywhere um you know we have great products with the ENA with a nurse residency but again it's it's not it's not inexpensive And, um, you know, one of the requirements is you need to have a a nurse educator, ED nurse educator, you need to be able to um, dedicate 16 to 18 weeks of orientation there. That's not a reality for some some rural hospitals. And I'm not saying that we need to scrap those programs, but we need to bridge the gap for some of the rural ERs and and um, make sure that all of our members are are being represented and have the resources and tools that they need. That's that's my biggest priority as a board member.
1: Heidi Gilbert, thank you for being a part of the ENA Elections podcast special today.
3: Thank you for having me.
1: Next up among the board of directors candidates is Nicole Oliver. Nicole, welcome to the ENA podcast. Thank you. Nicole, let's start off. Uh, tell us a little bit about your background in the ED and your connections to ENA.
4: So I have been in the ED since 2001 when I graduated high school, so I know that that dates me a bit, (laughs) but I started out, of course, as an ED tech and then became a nurse. I got my associate's degree in 04, and um, I just kept going, and so I became like a charge nurse, and then they promoted me to house supervisor, and I still worked in the ED the whole time that I was doing all of that. Um, Then I got my bachelor's in nursing and I was like, man, I really want to start teaching. And so I started working in the education department and they put me in the ED. I was actually doing ED and ICU education at that time, which was very interesting because historically ED and ICU people hate each other. And so, (laughs) so that was kind of an interesting thing. And, um, and so then I decided after I got my bachelor's, I was like, well, I'm going to get some more nursing degrees. So I went back to school and got my, um, MSN and became a nurse practitioner and started working in the ED as a nurse practitioner. And then I, at the same time, but a couple of months later, graduated with my doctorate in nursing. So I have every nursing degree that you can imagine. <laughs>
1: And a little bit about your your connections to ENA.
4: So I joined ENA, I believe it was in 08. Um, I graduated, like I said, from nursing school in 2004 with my associates. And so I decided in 08 that I was going to join ENA because I took a TNCC class and I was not um, a member at that point. And I was like... Man, this is awesome, and so I was like, I'm gonna join, I'm gonna get really involved, I'm gonna do all of this stuff. So I joined in 08. I and then I was like, I want to teach TNCC, so I started teaching in 09. And so I've taught like TNCC and I've taught ENPC and things like that, and I still do TNCC, I don't do ENPC as much, but I I just loved it, and so after I became a nurse practitioner is when I really became more involved in ENA. Um, I've been on several different of the national committees. I've been on the uh, Emergency Nursing Advanced Practice Council. I've chaired that committee. Um, I was on that committee for three years and then chaired it for a year. Um, I was on the conference committee for a couple of years, and that was super fun. <laughs> And I've done, I've just done all kinds of um, things. I'm very involved at the state level also with ENA. And then last year, which actually uh, is all of this year, all of 2023, I was appointed to the ENA Foundation Board by the president. And so that has been just an amazing experience for me. And so I feel like that has just really helped me grow as a nurse and as a nurse practitioner, because I'm kind of in a unique spot where I've, I've been on both sides of the desk sure. there, and so I kind of have that unique perspective.
1: So with all of your experience as an educator and all these different roles that you talked about, what uh, what should members know about you as a leader?
4: So as a leader, I think it is very important because um, I learned a long time ago that if you have not worked at the bedside or you have not done anything that you are teaching about or trying to lead... I I just don't think that people do as well. And so I, that's why I have just a plethora of experience and a lot of different things, because I feel like I can bring perspectives from each one of those roles into my leadership. And so I have had experience. I've been the bedside nurse. I am a bedside nurse practitioner. I have done all of this other stuff. Um, I've done the education. And so I know that side of it. And one area that I felt like I was kind of lacking in was the business acumen. And so um lifelong learner. Most of us nurses are, but I'm a lifelong learner. And so back uh, at the end of last year, I was like, you know what, I have all the nursing degrees. So let's start with something else. (laughs) And so I started going back to school and I'm getting my MBA, my master's in in business administration right now. And so I'll be done with that actually in February, I doubled up on classes. And so now I'm learning about the business of healthcare. And so that brings a whole nother perspective too. And I think that's really helpful as a leader to not only know all of the actual things that people do every day but then the reasons behind why we do certain things that we do now not only from research but also from the business aspect of it because sometimes I see stuff and I'm like well that's stupid why are we doing it that way and then I've been learning in business class I'm like oh that's how we make money
1: (laughs) (laughs) so my last question for you uh, what are some of your priorities should you be elected to the board of directors
4: well, I really want to uh, bring people, of course, closer together. I'm very interested in mental health of healthcare professionals because there has just been such a, in the past few years, it has been awful, to say the least. And so I think that that's very important, a very important thing that we need to do and kind of bring us back to our love of the field, because so many people have left the field altogether just because of this pandemic and all the stress and everything that has gone along with it. And I think it's important to remind everybody why we got into this field in the first place. And um, so I really want to do that. I'm also, I work at a community hospital, and so I'm also interested in, like, the rural aspect because we we are lucky, my institution, I feel like, because we do have some of those resources, but then there are other times you have to be creative, for lack of a better right. term, to be able to take care of people. And so I want to do some more things with that so that we can get our more rural areas involved and... um be able to take care of people pretty well because we have critical access hospitals and people are so overloaded right now that we need to know how to take care of people at the rural level until they can get to one of these other hospitals.
1: Nicole Oliver, thank you for being a part of the ENA podcast election special today.
4: Yeah. Thank you so much for inviting me.
1: Next up in the board of director candidates list is Lauren Plain. Lauren, welcome to the ENA Podcast election special.
4: Thanks, Dan. I'm happy to
5: be on.
1: So Lauren, let's start with talking a little bit about your background in the ED and your connections to ENA.
5: Thanks again for that question. Again, my name is Lauren Plain and I'm running for a director seat on the National Board of Directors for ENA. And my background starts before the ED. Um, no surprise there, as many of us did, right? Did community support or engagement in emergency medicine or right the emergency field before we started our ED careers? And so my, my background starts uh, in emergency medical services, running as an EMT, actually started in high school and fell in love with emergency medicine and then realized like, liked where I dropped patients off. Um, I was interested in that continuity of care. And so then I was able um, to to snag a job as an ED technician and then um, actually get hired straight into the ED. So it was a a pleasure of mine to be able to progress and grow through those positions and actually see that continuity of care and then be able to advance my skills to take care of that patient more. And that journey has progressed. um, And now, now I've left that bedside or stretcher side and I'm doing the, um, you know, emergency nursing perspective from a larger vantage point, um, supporting the the federal government and guidance and recommendations and being able to take a more strategic approach to supporting emergency nurses at large.
1: And your connections to ENA.
5: Yeah, thanks. So my connections to ENA tie heavily back to that first rural EDI that I worked in. The manager that, um, hired me as a nurse is actually my direct connection to ENA. I was very um, interested and intrigued by the why and wanted to to make change and you know, like implement best practice. And she's like, hmm, I have the right place for you. Um, and so she introduced me to ENA to my local chapter of ENA. So I got hooked early on, honestly, in the first year that I was an ENA member, right, that nature volunt- that we that we get <laughs> when we get young, excited leaders show up um so i was able to hook up with my local chapter of the ENA and then took progressive leadership seats from there and so i've been ha- I've had the pleasure of serving at the local level right at the chapter as a president and secretary and right all the most of the seats and then progress into the state level and the national level so um, serving at the state as secretary president-elect and serving at the national level on the Emergency Management and Preparedness Committee for a few years, on the Ag Advisory Council for a few years. And then also um, probably my ultimate pleasure would be serving as that inaugural emerging professional liaison to the national board back in 2018. So I've seen uh, quite a bit of EA and it's you know truly love and a passion of mine. I feel very well connected to my ENA community.
1: You talked a little bit about uh, these different leadership roles. So what should members know about you as a leader?
5: Members should know about me as a leader that I am here for you and that I'm always interested in connecting. You know, it's great to hold a formal leadership role, but often our most powerful leaders may be in that informal leadership seat. And it's critical for the association to understand, right, all of our members' perspectives and point of views. And so Members should know that I am here to support you all. And it, honestly, what, what could be one of the toughest jobs, right? The emergency nursing profession has many challenges. And so I am a, I'm a very supportive leader and a very engaged leader. And I love connecting with the team, whether that be just in your ED or right across the nation, uh, connecting with fellow nurses and being able to, to hear the problems and the needs and make sure that we are executing and carrying out what's best for everyone. To right, hopefully make the make the world a better place, but also right, grow and grow and advance the association's support of emergency nurses.
1: Last question I have for you along those lines: What are some of your priorities should you be elected to the board of directors?
5: Yeah, yeah. So my priorities align closely with my leadership strategy in the sense that I'm here for you, right? Like the association is is and should be supporting our membership and whatever is is most crucial and needed at that time, and so. There's some kind of more consistent support across the board, thinking about big initiatives in the last few years of workplace violence, uh, right, how we reduce those levels, uh, mental health, healthcare, burnout, right, all of those things, but ultimately it comes back to ensuring that my priorities are aligned with those of, right, all of our, all of my emergency nursing colleagues in the sense that the Association is providing our membership with the support it needs, right, you all need. Um, So, yeah, my priorities are are pretty in line with my leadership strategy.
1: Lauren Plain, thank you so much for being a part of the ENA Podcast election episode.
5: Thanks, Dan. Really happy to be on.
1: Next up with the Board of Directors candidates is Jamie Stevens-Davenport. Jamie, welcome to the ENA Podcast. Hi, Dan. Jamie, let's start off. Talk a little bit about your background in the ED and your connections to ENA.
6: Um, I've been in the ED for 14 years. I started as an ADN graduate in 2009. I was kind of later in life coming to nursing, spent a while as a tech before I made it um, to actually pass NCLEX and get an RN. Um, I spent six years at the bedside and then I became a divisional charge nurse. I worked in a large academic level one uh, adult and pediatric trauma center. Um, as a divisional charge nurse, I also did get to spend time at a bedside because I was a weekend plan person. So during the week when I would do my extra shifts, I got to stay at the at the stretcher side as well. Um, F in 2020, right in May, right as COVID started, I left that large academic uh, level one travel center and went to a community hospital to be their um, house supervisor. So at that point, I kind of got The broad spectrum leadership of it all, not just emergency department, got to see how a hospital works. I run codes to fix the trash compactor. So I've got it all, you know, the whole gamut. Um, And then about eight months later, I went, I stayed as the um, health supervisor, but I picked up a PRN in a medicine ICU. So I got some ICU experience there. About two years ago, I decided I would give my hand at flying. And I'm now a flight nurse, um, and I absolutely love it. It brings the ICU, it brings the ER, and it gives me so much autonomy. It makes me so happy, I can't even tell you. Um, and how all that fits into DNA is when I first started um, in 2009, I was always really big into education. I actually taught fitness classes, so getting out and teaching people was what I really wanted to do. Got the opportunity to start teaching TNCC and EMPC. I had young kids at home. So being super involved in, like, the government part of it and some of the travel that's involved, I wasn't really able to do until they graduated high school, um, at which point that's when I kind of moved up, became the Kentucky State Treasurer and then the president, um, and then got involved with the National Planning Committee and uh, was the co-chair in 2020 during covid and um, have just progressed from there um, all the way up to writing a resolution last year. Probably one of my proudest moments.
1: You mentioned the word leadership a couple of times in there. What uh, what should members know about you as a leader?
6: As a leader, um, I used to think that being a leader was managing people, kind of moving their pieces around of a chessboard. As a matter of fact, that's how I had described it in the past. Um, but through COVID and through being a house supervisor, Um, And now as a flight nurse, being able to go into all of these facilities, to me, it means being someone that everyone sees out there and working for change and working to make their job and their positions um, better for them in the emergency department. You know, I get to see level one trauma centers. I stand at the bedside with those nurses. I stand at the bedside with a nurse in a community hospital. Um, and then I also stand at the bedside with nurses in regional facilities, larger facilities that are private. So I have a very broad uh, perspective of what nurses in every emergency department kind of need.
1: Last question for you, Jamie. What are some of your priorities? Should you be elected to the board of directors?
6: Um, my priorities um three of them are kind of what I have. Um, Education, really wanna make sure that we can figure out creative, innovative ways to get education uh, from the top down, large academic institutions, all the way down to that community hospital. Um, I'm currently working with some community hospitals um, here in my state um, to find creative ways to get TNCC, ENPC, um, into their facilities um, because they just don't have the money that the larger institutions have. and that's that's working out pretty well for me right now. I'm kind of trying to branch out a little bit, but I work with each one of them individually to come up with those innovative ideas that make their employees and um their bean counters, so to speak, happy. <laughs> um, and then, obviously, through advocacy, I'm very, very um very much passionate about mental health for the healthcare worker. Um there's all much there's so much talk about um, supporting trauma victims, but we're victims of secondary trauma because of their trauma. So I'm very much advocating for the mental health of emergency departments, uh, emergency departments, emergency nurses, healthcare healthcare workers, first responders, all of us. And my third thing is uh, leadership. I'm really passionate about developing strong informal leaders. Um, Like I said before, I think those are the people um, that nurses really look to in situations. They're people that have a strong background with ENA. There's someone that they see at the bedside who has taught their TNCC class and does things exactly that way. And I really think ENA developing uh, strong informal leaders is really gonna be what nursing and emergency nurses really need right now.
1: Jamie Stevens Davenport, thanks for being a part of the election episode of the ENA podcast.
6: Thank you so much, Dan.
1: Moving on with our board of directors candidates, I'd like to introduce and welcome Melinda Leda. To the ENA podcast.
7: Hi, everybody. My name is Melinda Aleda. I am often known as Mindy Aleda in my work circles, and I'm happy to be here and tell you more about myself.
1: So, let's start off with talking a little bit about your background in the ED and your connections to ENA.
7: So, my original connection actually started long ago in nursing school. I was precepting in a very large level one trauma center. And a lot of the ER nurses were going to Hawaii for the ENA conference. And I was very fascinated by that. And that was my initial contact with ENA. And later on, I did get into a valuable ENA training program. And I've been an emergency nurse for 24 years. I worked in level one, level two trauma centers. I've been a charge nurse in multiple places. And I think my invaluable experience was a experience as a travel nurse for seven years. And currently, right now, I'm working in a suburban ER, and my and I work as a staff nurse for which I mentor new hires, new grads, and I do teach in my education committee. And I'm the previous um, pediatric committee co-chair, and I have recently stepped down since I've got more responsibilities now. And I'm also the E.N.A. Wellness Committee chair, which I've been having a great time with. And it's actually my second chair position because I was my first chair position was the Quality and Safety Committee, which gave me a launch point as far as what ENA has to offer.
1: So you described a few different ways that you've been in leadership roles and mentoring roles. So talk a little bit about what uh, members should know about you as a leader.
7: As a leader, I'm also involved, in addition to ENA, I'm also involved with um, other nursing organizations, and I also volunteer for RockMed. And I've been a guest speaker at my alma mater, which is Sac State. I've been a guest speaker for the California Student Nurses Association. And I've also been a guest speaker for the pre-health profession class, which is at Sac State, which is 100% virtual. But I've been honored to be a guest speaker and also recorded Zoom guest speaker for the summer session. So that's been an honor to be a mentor. And when I do Rock Med, I'm volunteering for the medical clinics at large concert venues like Bottle Rock or Outside Lands. And I've been able to mentor new grads like at the last event in San Francisco, There were six new grad nurses and it's been just a joy to see is critical care for you, emergency nursing, but just seeing their lights light, their eyes light up when they start their first IV, they just graduated, they just got the RN license. So as far as what I want membership to know, I'm really um, proactive as far as mentoring the new nurses up today.
1: Last question I've got for you is what are some of your priorities? Should you be elected to the board of directors?
7: As some of my priorities, I think my number one priority since post-pandemic is basically to embrace the healthy work environment. And that's been a big part of the, my wellness committee as far as my mi- mission to be on the board of director. And also, I really believe I'm representing a demographic that has not been um, promoted as well because most of the people from a culture have been shied away and I've been joining other associations. And I feel that I wanna bring more of a diverse background and more diverse members to ENA nationally, chapters statewide and internationally. And I feel that my background, as far as where I'm coming from, will kind of create more membership and encourage more people to join ENA, see the value in it that's really changed my life.
1: Mindy, I appreciate you taking a few minutes to be a part of the ENA podcast election special today.
7: Thank you for having me.
1: Now to wrap up with our board and director candidate interviews, I'd like to welcome Gregory Pittman to the e podcast. Gregory, how are you today?
8: I'm doing well, Dan. How are you?
1: I'm doing well, as, and I appreciate you asking. Uh, let's jump right into it. Uh, Gregory, just talk a little bit about your background in the ED and your connections to e Of
8: course. So I started my career about 16 years ago in the emergency room. Um, started out as a PCT. Uh, worked my way through nursing school. Uh, I graduated from school and began my career actually at med surge for about a year and a half, but then transitioned back to the ER because that was my, where my heart and, and passion led for uh, caring for patients and um, continued there for many years in a staff bedside role. Transitioned to a, a charge nurse in that department, busy level one trauma center for adult, busy level two for pediatric, um, comprehensive stroke center, um, here at Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, and worked there for probably about a good five and a half years before I transitioned into the uh, facility uh, educator for emergency services and carried that role out for about uh, two and a half years before the company decided to take a different route and um, standardize education across the company and moved into what we call a division specialty educator role where I covered uh 13 standing hospitals and in total all about 34 emergency rooms across three states that we cover uh, within the company and provided a variety of educational projects uh, to our staff uh, and supported a group of facility educators across all of those markets in our company. Uh, What does emergency nursing mean to me? Um, I have a passion for ER care. Um, It is probably my most favorite type of nursing. Um, Today, I don't practice uh, at the bedside. I am in leadership uh, for the company, Uh, but ER nursing has always been a passion of mine. I love helping people. I love giving back to the community. Um, I love the work that we do within the ENA to support all of our nurses across the nation, uh, looking for best practices. Uh, providing types of education that gives them uh, the knowledge and expertise to make sure that our patients are cared for. And and I truly just want to continue giving back to the community and and support our nurses across the nation uh, through here through the ENA.
1: Tell me a little bit about your connection to ENA. How long have you been a member and, and some roles that maybe you've played?
8: Yeah, of course. I have been part of the ENA for about 10 years now. Um, I have served in many roles in our state chapter, uh, the South Carolina uh, State Here Council. Um, I was the uh, president-elect several years ago for the Coastal Carolina chapter uh, within the state of South Carolina, transitioned to the president role for that chapter, um, and then have served on the Education Planning Committee in the state of South Carolina for many years, in addition to now currently holding the title of the president for the South Carolina State Council. Um, as far as the National Council, um, I've served on the Education Planning Committee for the conference. Um, I've sat on the uh, Foundation Committee uh, as well um, and, and continue to love what I do through the ENA.
1: So this is a leadership role. Tell me a little bit about what members should uh, know about you as a leader.
8: Sure. I'm very transparent. Um, I love to, you know, make sure that, you know, whoever I'm working with understands the why behind what we're doing and and understand that things that we are doing are done for a reason, even though it may not be the absolute um, best answer at the moment or something that they typically agree on. But I feel that. Um, through my years of leadership, through being a charge nurse, being a department director of emergency services, um, education, um, and currently in my role uh, as a division leader for uh, 11 hospitals across our three states, I, I truly you know, lead with intent and lead with the fact that um, staff understand why we're doing things and, and how we're going to proceed forward.
1: Gregory, to wrap up here what are some of the of your priorities should you be elected to the EA Board of directors
8: uh, Dan you know I think that what the EA is doing now there's a lot of great things going on and I, I plan to if elected take the knowledge that I have and continue growing what we are currently working forward uh, towards towards I think they're doing like I said and 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 Absolute phenomenal job in what's being done. I just think taking it to the next level and, and assisting with what the members want, listening to them, and and taking that information and bringing it back to the board to see how we can continue to grow our organization and and make you know the Emergency Nurses Association a truly um, wonderful organization that people will look forward to and joining and, and look up to.
1: Gregory Pittman, thanks for being a part of the ENA podcast today.
8: Absolutely. Thank you, Dan.
1: Now let's shift over to this year's candidates for the Nominations and Elections Committee, starting in Region 1 with Melanie Marge. Melanie, welcome to the ENA Podcast. Good morning. Let's start off talking a little bit about your background in the ED and your connections to ENA.
9: Um, I've been an ER nurse for over 25 years. I started in a level two trauma center. Um, I've also worked in two other ERs that are um, a little smaller, but definitely what our city needs. Um, I worked a little bit in pediatric oncology, and I was also a flight nurse. Um, I've been in everything from a charge nurse up to a director. Um, at this time, I'm a supervisor for a freestanding ER here in uh, Sparks, Nevada, which is Reno, Nevada. Um, we definitely see a high acuity of patients um, for a, a freestanding ER, um, and we see a lot of pediatrics in our area. In the E.N.A., I've pretty much done it. I think anything I can now. Um, I am now the president for the Nevada ENA, which I have several, served several years as. Um, I My ENA background started um, on 9-11. I had arrived at the emergency nursing conference, um, just as the first plane was hitting the World Trade Center. Um, from there, I was kind of picked out as a leader by Bill Briggs, called me on the phone and asked me if I would like to be a part of the National um, conference, uh, Leadership Conference Planning Committee. Um, which I was on for six years. Um, So that was kind of a a big step for me was to be recognized for something like that. I've been on the National Foundation Committee or Foundation Board, um, and I've served on the Awards Committee and also the Fundraising Committee.
1: With all of that experience, tell the members a little bit about you, what you're like as a leader.
9: Um, As a leader, I am more of a support for my staff. I don't want them to see me as the big leader over them. I want to be the one that they can come to and know that I will find the resources they need, but I'm also going to be the one that's going to say, you know, these are the things that we need to accomplish, and how do we want to do that as a team? I don't dictate things to others. Um, I will definitely ask people for if they want to be involved and uh, build a team that um, is supportive with each other, especially standing in a freestanding. We have to rely on each other is two nurses isn't that what we have.
1: <laughs> Lastly for you today, what are some of your priorities should you be elected to the NEC?
9: Uh, finding our future leaders. I truly believe that recognizing whether it's new members or old members and guiding them to finding a spot within DNA, whether it's on a committee or they have a dream of being on the board and helping them realize what leadership skills they have and how to grow and actually just being there to support them. I think As a support, that's how we build our um, national leadership board. Um, Once we have somebody that we see as a leader and believe in, it makes other people believe more in becoming a part of it.
1: Melanie March, thank you for being a part of today's ENA Podcast election special episode. Thank you. Continuing with the NEC in Region 1, let's welcome Tammy Wielden to the ENA Podcast. Tammy, good day to you. Hi. Tammy, let's just jump right into it here. Uh, Talk about your ED background and your connections to ENA a little bit.
10: Uh, Well, I have been an emergency nurse for um, 25 years now. Um, During that time, I have worked at the stretcher side and coordinated specialty programs, been in leadership, and also have um, been a delegate at General Assembly for uh, well over 10 years involved in both Washington state where I was originally from and now in Oregon um, at the state level, really encourage um, people to be involved. Um, I think that it's really important to be involved in your professional association and, and um, really network, know, the, um, know what's going on in the association and um, be an advocate for
1: emergency nursing. You alluded to it a little bit in terms of leadership, what should members know about you as a leader?
10: Um, it's important to really think about leadership from a different perspective. I think that leaders are formal and informal. Um, I have been both in my career. I think for being involved in emergency nursing is really this leadership role is to really know the competencies of Emergency Nurse Association, um, nominations and elections committee, and really have that open, unbiased um, opinion, networking with the membership and really being a voice, um, and really participating and showing that you can be that strong voice for emergency nurses everywhere. And so leadership comes in many forms, and um, for me, it's really about um, being that advocate, being an advocate for the profession, being an advocate for those nurses, and really listening to the things they say and being collaborative in that work as we work on nominations and elections for the future of emergency nursing.
1: You touched on it a little bit, but talk about your priorities should you be elected to the NEC.
10: So my priorities is to be that voice for emergency nurses. Um, Nominations and Elections Committee has several competencies. So really knowing that um, knowledge and helping be that collaborative decision maker and really looking at um, the potential candidates. So recruiting candidates and then working through the process with the team to ensure that those candidates are qualified and work through that process. And then um, make sure that you share that that feedback with them, uh, positive feedback, reinforcement, support, and really being able to network and provide resources to those that are growing in their leadership and and in the profession. So really being that voice and being an advocate for emergency nurses from very different perspectives and really knowing those competencies and being able to apply those while we're working in the committee.
1: Jamie Wielden, thanks for being a part of the ENA Podcast election special. Thank you. Moving on to region three for the Nominations and Elections Committee, let's welcome Benjamin Koh to the ENA Podcast. Benjamin, welcome.
11: Thanks, glad to be here.
1: Benjamin, let's start off with, uh, just tell us a little bit about your background in the ED and some of your connections to ENA.
11: So I've been an emergency room nurse for 11 years now. I'm at University of Missouri Healthcare in Columbia, Missouri, and couldn't imagine a better job as an emergency room nurse. It's it's a wonderful place to be. You know, I'm working in a level one trauma center and get to do all the emergency nursing things you can think of. Uh, as far as my connections to ENA, I've been a Missouri ENA member um, ever since I became an ER nurse. And now I've I've Currently, I'm holding the Missouri secretary position and running for president-elect for the state of Missouri. So, um, you know, it's been an exciting time there. I've also spent the last two and a half years as the Region 3 uh, representative for the NEC. And so I'm, I'm looking forward to the opportunity to continue that.
1: Tell us a little bit about what members should know about you
11: as a leader. So I've been a leader all my life in some form or another. I've been a Boy Scout my since I was eight years old. I've been in the military now for 10 years this week. So I, I'm i a ER nurse as a reservist in the Air Force. So leadership is uh, pretty much my entire background. It's uh, something that I've been very fortunate uh, to be a part of as everything that I have has given me more stuff to work with in leadership and more skills and more time uh, working with other people. Lastly, let's talk a little bit about, you mentioned that you've
1: been with the NEC for uh, for a little bit of time here. Um, what are some of your priorities if you have the opportunity to continue in, in this role with the NEC?
11: One of the things I've been most proud of in my time with, with the NEC so far is the enhancements that we've made to the election process. Over the last three years, I've watched our elections changed. I see the NEC taking this invested interest in making better elections and ensuring that we're sending the strongest candidates forward for election. And I think that that's something that's very important and absolutely within our charge to do is to make sure that we're having strong elections for ENA and ensuring a great future. And it's something that I've been really proud of and what we've done. And I hope to be able to continue that as we look at the, The bill for the bylaws change that the NEC and the board have put together this year, I I think it's a great way for us to move forward with this and actually enshrining the leadership development aspect that the NEC has taken on over the last couple of years into our bylaws and ensuring that that moves forward and that we continue this pathway to not just put forth a great slate of candidates, but help individuals across our association to become better leaders and have a stronger background to be able to lead our organization in the future.
1: Benjamin Cove, thank you for spending some time with us here on the ENA Podcast election special.
11: Absolutely. Thank you.
1: Next up for the Region 3 candidates for the Nominations and Elections Committee, let's welcome India Owens to the ENA Podcast. India, welcome to the podcast today. Thanks, Dan. Let's start off. Why don't you tell us a little bit about your background in the ED and your connections to ENA?
12: Okay. Well, I've been a nurse for 45 years and um, my uh, bulk of my career was spent in the emergency department, about 50-50 bedside and the other half leadership. Um, And um, my connection to the ENA is I have been on a national committee since I think 2006. And my first committee there was um, the meeting that led up to the Lantern Award Committee. And it was a, uh, we did some studies to see what members wanted from the, um, uh, uh an award for them, for their departments. And we used that, uh, information to create the Lantern Award.
1: Okay. You mentioned the word leadership. So what should members know about you as a leader?
12: I think first of all, that I'm a listener, um, I'm a listener. And I, um, I, I, I always told my staff, um, I can't tell you what to do out on the floor. Um, I wouldn't like, wouldn't want you to come into my office and redecorate or move my (laughs) files around. So I want to listen to you. I want to hear what your ideas are because you're the ones doing the work and you have the best ideas. And so from that, um, I would work collaboratively with staff, make sure that their voices were heard. I was a strong advocate for staff. Um, And I retired in 2017 when a... um, uh, financial guy, <laughs> I call a bean counter, <laughs> came to my office and thanked me for meeting the metrics and for limiting my staffing. Um, and to, and basically, he was awarding me for letting the staff work understaffed. And it wasn't something that I had done by design. We'd had a lot of sickness and a few FMLA's, and we just happened to be down um, that, that month. And I felt right then that I could not effectively work with that team. And that was kind of my sign that after all many, many years, it was time to step out and retire and focus my efforts other places. So since that time, I have continued to work on ENA committees, which I have done since that lantern award, um, pre-meeting, uh, pre-committee. And I have um, written journal articles. I have um, advocated for staffing. I do a lot of um, letter writing to um, politicians um, and working behind the scenes to elevate nursing. Um, And to make sure that the frontline staff's needs are met.
1: Last question I've got for you. What are some of your priorities? Should you be elected to the NEC?
12: Well, I think that um, there's evidence that the membership as a whole wants a strong, proven leaders on the nominations and elections committee and on the board. And my goal is to further the mission of identifying future leaders and to do long-term mentoring to elevate candidates. I think there is also evidence that the membership appreciates a full slate that gives them choices in choosing future leaders. And so I uh ENA is very important to me. Its future is very important to me. I've been the seen the evolution of ENA um, to a highly professional organization, albeit with growing pains. Cool. And I reflect often on that growth that I, from the time that I did an organizational assessment in 2007, from a, for, as a part of my master's program, I just use that view to look back and see how far we've come, and it also excites me how much further we can go.
1: India Owens, thanks for being a part of the podcast today. Thank you. To close out this year's election episode with the candidate for the Region 5 in the Nominations Elections Committee. Welcome Don McMullen to the ENA podcast. Don, welcome today.
13: Hi Dan, thanks for having me.
1: So let's jump right into it. Talk a little bit about your ED background background and your connections to ENA.
13: Well, I've been a nurse since 1987. I started as an LPN and then I uh, went back to school and became an RN. My entire background has been in emergency nursing. I started back when they let the LPNs be in the ED all the time. I had started there. I was also a paramedic. So I had a little extra um, going for me at that point. But uh, when I did go back uh, to become an RN, one of my mentors, Sue Breeze from Genesee Valley region in ENA, she um, had signed me up as an LPN associate member. So that's how I started in ENA back in 2008. And I have been a member ever since. And now I'm a life member.
1: Tell members, speaking of members, a little bit of what they should know about you as a leader.
13: Um. Well, I've been, I started obviously a stretcher side and then uh, work my way to being a triage only, which I, I don't recommend because <laughs> she got eat change. Um, charge nurse, then um, currently I'm charge nurse and a nursing supervisor. So um, I deal with a lot of different personalities, different types of patients and um, different pi- types of administration.
1: When you juggle a lot of things like that, uh, you certainly have to prioritize. So, you know, if you were to be uh, elected to the NEC, what are some of the priorities that you would like to bring with you?
13: Communication. I think everybody needs to be able to communicate. It's it's so hard. You have to with like as a supervisor, you have different levels of education that you're you're working with. Um, you're working with um a, a lot of different backgrounds, not only with your staff, but obviously with your patients. So you need to tie that all together. And I think um being a supervisor helps me to work better on the NEC because we have a very diverse group of people on the NEC. And I think the community communication part is the biggest thing that we've learned to do. We've, we all have different communication styles and we've been able to work this together to collaborate and get new things done on the committee. And I, I love working with this group of people.
1: Don McMullen, thank you so much for being a part of the ENA podcast election special.
13: Well, thank you, Dan. It was fun.
1: That'll do it for this episode of the ENA podcast. And uh, as you've picked up on over the last uh, uh, several minutes, uh, we have a very robust and a diverse group of candidates for the different uh, positions on the ballot this year. You can learn even more about the candidates by visiting the election page by going through the about section on the ENA website. And we hope that uh, beginning today that you are casting your ballot now through uh, the end of next week while we're in San Diego at Emergency Nursing 2023 and uh, help to continue to move the, the association forward uh, by supporting the election process and the candidates. With all that, this is Dan Campana. Thanking you for joining us for this episode of the ENA Podcast and hope you'll join us next time.
0: To learn more about ENA or to become a member, visit ENA.org backslash membership.